Hello and welcome to Like-Minded Podcast. I am Caitlin Bradley, your co-host today, and sat with me is Bob Towers. How are you, Bob? Hello, everyone. Hello, Caitlin. I'm very well, thank you. How have you been yourself? Good. I am very well, thank you. Just busy working. What have you been up to? Well, it's it's kind of we're, we're in that weird position where we um, might be in lockdown, out of lockdown, in Who this knows? weird kind of transitional. Um, so because foreign travel is highly unlikely this mm, year, um, it's um, a ucation uh, for me because I'm going to um, I'm going to a little cottage in Bala in in Wales. Very nice. And I do love Bala and I love that area and yeah. and whatever. So. It will be a week of writing, uh, listening to music, walking and drinking. Fantastic. Are you going on your own? Or I'm going on else? my own. Oh, no. I love that, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you taking your budget? Who's looking after your budgies? I've, I've got someone to look at. I've got a budgie minder. No, you budgie haven't. Sitter. Stop yeah. it. A no, budgie it's true. sitter. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, can't read, I can't leave them. I can't leave I can't them. leave them and I don't want to take them with me because they do me head in. So, yeah. <laughs> enough of that right well that's interesting so anyway i'm super excited for this episode because we have got the fantastic rachel worsley who's an actor and artistic director of no place productions how are you rachel i'm good thanks how are you i'm very well thank you we're super excited to have you on thanks for having me it's all right so do you want to tell us about how you got into acting and what made you come up with no place productions Mm. how i got into acting Mm. um well I've always been a bit of a big gob, a bit of a show off. <laughs> um, we don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, I, I ended up doing drama at university, mm. basically. It's yep. a very long story short. <laughs> um, I went to John Moore's drama. Yeah. Yes. Another LJMU graduate, everyone. They must be yeah. good, these yeah. ones. Uh, exactly. They churn yeah. them out, don't they? They do churn yeah. them out. We it's get brilliant. everywhere but yeah. terrible, aren't we? <laughs> Um, so that was many, many years ago mm-hmm. that, that uh, I graduated from there. And then um, I I finished uni, obviously yep. absolutely loved it. Yep. And then you're in a bit of a kind of, oh God, what next? What do we do now? Yeah. So I, Nobody talks about this stage. We've been speaking no. about this quite a lot on the mm-hmm. podcast, like mm-hmm. the post-uni depression. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. I wouldn't say depression, yeah. but maybe like sadness or... Yeah, because you're just a bit like, well, what happens yeah. now? Because mm-hmm. like, you you're going to get jobs and you're like, well, actually, you, you don't get all the jobs that you audition for, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I, I, it's a bit kind of, it's a bit no man's land. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I needed money, yep. you know. Um, so I did the whole kind of um, call centre mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I did that for a long time. I was not suited to that at all. Mm. I know. Got in loads of trouble. Really? Like, just yeah, you know, just like. <laughs> Because oh, it's it not creative, is it? No. It's not, it's Wait, were, you, a... were you one of those that say, have you had a trip or fall um, and selling people? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was worse. I worked for a bank. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. That was, that, I was like the real enemy. Yeah. Um, so I kept getting into trouble because like, you know, you get like old women calling up like moaning because they've had like loads of charges on their account. So I mm. just felt really sorry for them. Mm. And this ends up going, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Like wiping them out. And, <laughs> you know, like people, like the manager would be like, well, why did you take the charges off? So I just kept getting really kind of like just, intro- it just was not me at all. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I was really lucky to, to get an opportunity um, with, Capital Culture, the time with Liverpool City yeah. Council. Yeah. Um, and Phil Redmond was doing a lot of kind of creative stuff with them. And uh, there was a project they were doing around gun crime. 
Okay. Um, which was going into the communities um, and torn like community centres, youth centres, mm-hmm. um, and because it was around the time of gang violence happening mm. a lot in yeah. Liverpool. You know, there was the kind and of the Reese Jones killing. Like the yeah. Reese Jones mm. killing. There was the whole Croxter, not a mm. screen. I'm from not a screen, so mm. there was there was a lot of that going on. Um, and at the same time, because this capital culture, there was a lot of funding. There was a, a lot mm-hmm. of energy. There was yeah. a lot of um, new things happening, mm-hmm. new approaches to tackling mm. these, to tackling a lot of problems. Really, yep. so we got involved in a project a- around um, good crime with that, and it was on the production side that I started mm-hmm. on that, and I also did, you know, a, a performing role as well. Um, but that really got me kind of thinking, oh, hang on a minute. You know, you don't just have to audition and, and you know, get jobs from other mm, people, mm. which yeah. I was doing. And I was lucky. I was kind of finding, you know, quite regular work. Fantastic. But it wasn't it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't really kind of mm. scratching yeah. that itch. Yeah, you wanted more, yeah. Um, so this kind of got me thinking about this whole, well, you can create your own work. Mm-hmm. You can mm. kind of... And that allows you to do stuff that you're really passionate about. That yeah. allows you to kind of think, oh, okay, what? I, where where do I want to be? What do I mm-hmm. what, what do I want my way to to do? What do mm-hmm. I wanted to say? Um, and that's when I started producing my own work. And, and that that hats off to you because that's ballsy to just do it. And did you do it with anybody, or did you just start it on your own? So initially, um, I started a company with somebody else who was a writer. Yeah. Um, and it was all within a social context Mm -hmm. our our stuff Mm. um and it was again very localized so we were working in we were were professionals but we were going into community centers into youth centers um and then we started going into prisons dipping our toe into that Mm. that kind of uh, arena and that was really really amazing that kind of i was like wow okay that yeah. must have been a big eye opener at that time it was it was um i think i mean i think a lot of, a lot of people get go oh i want to you know i think it'd be really great to work in prisons mm. and, yeah. and i think the way pe- a lot of people fall down is is that they create work without having any kind of consultation with any mm. of the people mm. who were going to be experiencing it mm-hmm. mm. um and this is something that we've really kind of really kind of made our, one of our core values yeah. with new place yeah. productions yeah because yours is very much about the engagement process and involving people in in that absolutely absolutely i mean from the word go um we, we call a co-production mm. yeah. so from the very from when we were founded in 2014 um we have in every single well every project has been in response to need mm. so no matter where we were taking that we'd always go and speak to the people who we we'd want to see the end results yeah. yeah and see what they wanted to see what they wanted to kind of what was important to them yeah and then from that point they were then involved in every single stage of that project development and delivery yeah. and by that i mean you know even when we come up with scenes we go back and, and say what what do you think about this how mm. does this ring true yeah. um and i think th- that creates such a trusted relationship mm. um because it makes what you're creating authentic yeah mm. and i think that that's kind of that's been the backbone of, yeah. of what we've... And it sort of gives them a purpose achieve. as well, doesn't it? 
with being in yeah I mean well like, it it creates a sense of ownership of the way yeah. from them as well you mm. know it's not just a one way thing and a th- our style is one which is very very we try and make it as real as possible yeah. um, you know we're not arty farty mm. kind of mm. and, and there's a place for that don't get me wrong yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Definitely. that's just not our yeah. particular style um, we like to to present real projects mm. um, to create a real conversation and, and i think because of the people that you're working with that stays the um the production towards certain kind of topics and, and subjects because a lot of your stuff is very real life and it's very gritty and it's very kind of yeah. serious and, and stuff so that must have a, an, an influence because they decide the, the topic of, of what what they want to cover as well yeah, I mean, we don't, we never use the word issue based because I just, I just hate that term. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's drama, mm. and it's, it's a story, and and you know, there's things that crop, crop up mm-hmm. through mm. that because that's just real life. So that's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's all we're presenting, you know, a, a story, um, and yeah, the the situations are quite serious because there are stakes involved, but yeah. that, that, but that's not to say there's not light and shade because that's. You know, again, that's that's yeah, life. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, there's nothing worse than come to see something and it's all kind of one level. You know, yeah. like the if you, if you laugh in one minute, that makes the sad minute the sad bits the next minute all the way. So mm, you know, mm. and vice versa. So our, our work's very kind of um, multi-toned. Yeah. Um, but it's it's addressing things and talking about things and presenting things that are important to the people who are who are going to be. Um, consuming what, what what you create basically and and we work with people who are facing really challenging circumstances mm. um daily and mm. and you know so that's gonna that's gonna throw up some some really big things and thinking about some of the um uh, some of the sites that that, that you're working in mm. it's not just prisons it's kind of um no. some rehab centers and yeah. stuff so how, how did you kind of branch into those kind of uh, places well it's really it, it was really a natural thing for us really to be honest um because a lot of the people the men and women that we work with in in prison would then come out and would then go to residential rehab facilities mm. within oh, right. their mm. area. Yeah. And then what happened was, was they would then tell their kind of drug workers of the staff that work there, oh, we work with this, we've seen this theatre company, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then they give us a Google and then they get in touch with us. So that's kind of how initially the relationship started. Um, I think within these... You know, we like you say, we work in prisons, we work in rehab places, because people in there are really vulnerable. Mm. Um, I know some people wouldn't think that men and women in prison are vulnerable, but they really, really no, are. Think, mm. yeah. um, the, the stakes are really high, so you can't just be. So the, the responsibility as a company, as art, artists and practitioners, is is really. It's so intense, you know. Mm. You need you need to understand that what you may go in and and share or say could then have a ripple effect, mm-hmm. you know, and into that person's life, their family's life. Mm. Um, so there needs to be a trusted relationship between us and the staff who work in these places as yeah, well yeah. as the as the you know the men and women in in prison. So once we establish that, and then they kind of see, oh you know, yeah, okay, these are 
you know, they, they are responsible. We don't just go in there and do something willy-nilly and get mm. off. Mm. Um, there's a lot of research that goes in along with that. We set up kind of support services. Mm. So if anyone has been affected by anything that we've spoken about, there are there are systems in place there so they, mm. they, they can access help. Um, so once they've seen that, it was kind of, you know, it, was, it, it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Sounds like it. Do you want to talk about Man Up, um, the show? Oh, Man Up. Okay. So, um, yeah, Man Up. We start, We developed that back in the. It began in the summer of two thousand and eighteen, um, and that again, that was from talking to to men, particularly in prison, and also their family members outside, about kind of what was going on. And there was a lot of of talk about. Um, the emotional stress of being in prison and particularly mm. coming to the end of the sentence mm-hmm. and coping with that readjustment. Okay, well, I'm going to... I've, I've totally changed my way of thinking mm. to be who I am in here. Yeah. Mm. How am I then going to change back to be who I need to be out yeah. there? Um, and we developed it, Man Up, to look at... Um, male mental health, particularly in prison, and and the kind of the um, the real unique stresses of that. Mm-hmm. So that was we done that because we were funded by HMPPS, the Innovation Fund, mm. yeah. mm-hmm. and we were the only art organisation to be awarded at that time in recognition of our of our innovative practice in in prisons, yeah. which is a great testament to the work. Yeah. Yeah. No. It really. It, I mean, we were so we were absolutely over the moon mm, to be awarded mm. that because it was really competitive as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we were reawarded it back again in two thousand and twenty. So, so it, it, yeah, it was. It was a re- we were like okay, great, and yeah. and it was it gave us the freedom to kind of really um evaluate our work mm, as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, because essentially, what what you're doing is um using drama as a part of rehabilitation because obviously there's big debates about what you know the the role of prison in people's rehabilitation Mm -hmm. and you know prisoners coming out who haven't been rehabilitated and are are continuing to offend and stuff and you know there's no simple solution to that because it's such a big complicated way yeah but i think bringing in the element of of drama and getting people to kind of use drama as a way to explore their feelings about things and the way they see the world yeah. is a very powerful tool because if you just ask people, they're not going to tell you what they think no. or they don't feel able to communicate yeah. and whatever. So is, it, is that what it, what it is, drama, as, as, um, as part of rehabilitation? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it can be anything but that. Mm. Um, you know, I think... Like you've said yourself, it, it, it drama and art generally mm. as a tool for kind of positive mm-hmm. um, progression, personal reflection mm. Mm. Um, is it, it's a well proven one. You know, there's, yeah, it, it's, yeah. there's no need to kind of we, that that argument's won. I yeah, think. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think particularly within these types of settings, prisons, rehab facilities. What it really does, it kind of mends connections, like connections within yourself. Yeah. Connections yeah, with yeah. kind of who you want to be. Yeah. Um, connections with your family, um, the outside world. 
all of these have been completely broken and and it it it, it forces these to kind to reconnect mm-hmm. um and this, there is such power in that there is there's real power in that um and i think that's one of the reasons why we absolutely love working in these non-conventional mm-hmm. theater settings because whilst it's lovely working in a nice theater where you know you get a lovely dressing room and everyone's very polite mm-hmm. and there's gorgeous lighting and you know you get an ice cream at the interval <laughs> um that's all lovely yeah but it's not very testing as a kind of artist and, and creative person because you you know everyone's going to clap at the end mm. yeah and you know everyone's going to go oh yeah that's that's really mm. good and, and then they're going to laugh at the right places exactly, applaud in the right yeah. places and they're yeah, only going to yeah. kind yeah. of question yeah if they're on in the car on the way home so mm. you know like the other half and go oh well i didn't like that bit or yeah, yeah. you know you're never going to hear that so that's all very safe when you're working in these types of situations where we do, um, the, these people don't know about kind of theatre etiquette yeah. Yeah. Mo- most yeah. of the time. You know, uh, I think it's, well, in our last evaluation, it was over 80% of our audiences had never seen live theatre before. Mm. Wow. So this is the first kind of opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. which means that there is no there is no kind of politeness if they don't like something you'll you'll know about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Yeah. um you know there's no unless you hold their attention they won't be quiet right so whilst that can seem really scary it's great because mm-hmm. as an artist it means that every single time when you go out and you do and you're delivering what you're doing you have to make it as the best that it can mm-hmm. be yeah um do you know, I've never thought of it like that, but it is true. Mm-hmm. We just take it for granted, don't we, that people understand theatre. And I'm never forgetting one side mm-hmm. I'd loved in 2019. There was just a guy, do you remember this, Andrew? Just a guy that like, walked up in the middle of the show and everyone was like, oh! <laughs> like gobsmacked. But you just think, not everybody does know. Yeah, like we yeah. do just take it for granted and it's yeah. really like, uh, like blown my mind just hearing yeah. you talk about things like that. And but I mean, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing no, at all. No. You know, like we'll be doing a scene and then, you know, there'll be someone sitting and they'll, t- there's a lot, a lot of people kind of think it's television. So they'll talk to whoever's next to them and go, oh, and what talk do you about think? It. Yeah, 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 what do you think she's going to do here? Like right. really loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, you know, I, I think that's amazing because mm. like they're, they're engaged, they're yeah. talking, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. talking enough to lose consciousness and sense that actually there's a room of 40 other people, 50 other people who are watching this. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's that's where the power of uh, and, and the importance of, of the research process comes into play to make the, the performance or the, the project that you're delivering mm. to be mm. as completely... Mm. Um, tight and as relevant yeah. and as um dramatic yeah. as possible to hold that attention you know there's no there's no kind of wiggle room for that mm. and that's a great mm. yeah it's a great exercise for for, for yeah us. for an artist yeah definitely mm. to think of new ways and how to to i suppose polish your craft i think absolutely i mean and the amazing all of our projects including man up man up we taught we taught that for more or less like maybe 18 months more or less two years yeah um and it engaged with nearly 2000 men in prison mm. um but it was never the same show so you, yeah you, yeah you, you get you mm. get a bit feedback you kind of feel what what people are saying we use a lot of the language that people use in prison mm. um which changes constantly obviously mm. because they want to kind of create they want to be, be an exclusive kind of 
um, you know, so the guards don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, or yeah. Um, so it's got its own jargon and words. Exactly, and things, yeah. yeah. So that changes all the time. So if we hear a new word, and we're like, okay, mm. what's, you know, someone say, what's that mean? They'll tell us and we'll feed it into the next show. And right. then, mm. so the show is constantly current. Changing, yeah. Mm. Um, that's and fantastic. Again, that kind of but also people will will react to it differently as well in in each setting because yeah, you know something will mean something to somebody somewhere um, each each time you do yeah. it. Definitely, and you can sense that. I mean, you know, again in the theatre, you've got the stage and you've got a seating area, and it's not like that when you're performing in prison. You know, mm. some of the places that you perform can be really really small, so you're basically on top of each other. So mm. it becomes its own living organism mm. because you're feeding off each other's energy yeah. almost yeah. um and with our perf- live performances we have a uh, accompanying workshop so that's where where the actors come out and, and our hot seat is in character mm-hmm. so of that is a completely oh so do they kind of take questions and comments in in the character of the person they played yeah yeah wow. exactly and that is a real strong point of the project because mm. like you were saying earlier you know someone it, it would be so difficult to put your hands up and say yeah i'm i'm you know I'm worried that my wife's going to leave me and, mm. and you know, I'm worried that I can't see my kids. But then they can put their hands up and speak to the character of, you know, you know, I don't know, Ryan and say, um, Ryan, are you worried that your wife's going to leave you? Mm. Are you worried that yeah, you're not yeah. going to see yeah, kids? Yeah. So there's that. So they're using the fictional characters through this, the, the way we set it up. They use the fictional characters to kind of explore what is important and pertinent to them. Yeah. Mm. And that creates a safety net mm. through which yeah. free discussion can flow. Mm. So you That's can have cool. a room of like, in the instance of Man Up, you can have a room of maybe 40, 50 men who can talk about the struggles of male mental health in prison mm. yeah. freely mm. without ever losing face, without yeah, ever, yeah. you know. Because it's through the vehicle of the, uh, the precisely, character. Precisely, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. That is powerful. And you said Man Up's gonna go as a radio play, is that correct? We're, yeah, so um, because it explores mental health, mm-hmm. um, the, the the lockdown in prison has, has been really, really, mm. um, really extreme and it's been long standing. So since they were in lockdown from around February, I mm. think, um, 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't really lifted right. that much. So, so men and women are still in the cells 23 hours a day, mm. wow. every day, you know, and you can imagine um, not seeing your family, having limited access to phone calls, you know, can't go outside, etc. That is like, it's like a pressure cooker in there. So we were, we were thinking, well, we need this, man up need, is needed now more than ever. Mm. Yeah. So, um, We've been doing an adaptation of that mm-hmm. into a radio play, um, which we are recording hopefully this week, should everyone be COVID-free. <laughs> <laughs> um, COVID. Yeah, and that will be going out to prisons via prison radio. So, Fantastic. Yeah. And, and talking of lockdown, um, 12 months ago or, or wherever, um, unable to to perform as normal mm-hmm. um but comes along um a new initiative which was um supported o- under the arts council's emergency yeah. kind of covid grant and that's someday soon so yeah tell us about that project because uh, to me the the kind of way you engage with people in in this is is crucial yeah so someday soon was um 
a real kind of knee-jerk reaction to the... I mean, initially when lockdown was announced, you know, I think everybody thought it was a bit of a novelty almost. Mm, and like, mm. oh, what's going on here? Yeah. And everyone was finding the feet and, you know, talking about the queues outside, the Tesco and all this, that and the other. Mm. But I think as the as the weeks and the months went on, there was this kind of real stagnant mm. um, kind of despair and feeling. And especially, you know, within the communities that we work with, but as well within the arts community, yeah, you know, it, it was it was awful. So Sunday Zoom was a reaction to that, mm-hmm. um, and what we wanted to do was create connection despite this mm. this isolation and and create cre- creative connection. So Sunday Soon was. Um, a series of virtual writing workshops mm-hmm. so we recorded them as podcasts um and each podcast looked at something different they were themed so um one was about character creation one was mm-hmm. about dialogue one was about narrative and within that um there was me there was our lead our lead practitioner carl mm-hmm. and john one of our actors who used to work with us um we all took part in these creative exercises together, mm-hmm. which the in real time, which the listeners would then take part, mm-hmm. you know, either at home or wherever they were kind of tuning in. Mm-hmm. These um, creative writing workshops were uploaded onto the internet so the mm-hmm. people in the community could access them, yeah. but also were broadcast via prison radio as well. Mm-hmm. So Fantastic. people in prison and rehab centres could access these. What then happened was everybody who took part, they would send their ideas that they generated as a result of this, yeah. sent them to us, and that we took something from everybody's um, contribution to um, curate Someday Soon, the radio play. Mm. Um, which was a reflection, basically, of absolutely everybody's creative input. And it was it was such an it was a really different way of working for us. Um, mm. We didn't know how it would work, but yeah. we just... We just knew we had to, we had to do something, yeah, um, to stop ourselves going insane as yeah. well more than anything. I think it, yeah, throughout the whole thing, if it wasn't for the pandemic, you wouldn't have explored this issue, no. this mm. this way of working. Mm. So yeah, I do think the pandemic, even though it is awful, it has got its good bits as well because you've developed this creative idea which could go on again and again. Yeah, and, and it's it's a, um, a technique which yes. we've, we've utilised in a new European project which we've just, we're, is about to begin Fantastic. Um, next month which is going to be delivering, it, it'll be delivered here, it'll be delivered in Portugal, Spain, Romania, where else? Sicily. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be engaging with people who face in challenging circumstances wow. due to COVID. Yeah. And that will be upskilling them in um, podcast creation, basically. Mm-hmm. We um, need to go on this, mate. I think we do. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, usually it's really great when we do our European projects because uh, we can actually travel to the countries. That, but yes. at the minute, we're a bit like... I know, you can't oh, do it this time. No, we're stuck on no, Zoom, uh, so it's not oh, as glamorous. Oh, no, I know. Um, you could have been in Sicily. I know. I know. Oh. Well, it's a two-year project, so hopefully... Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Hopefully yeah. we'll get there, yeah. yeah. But um, I think what the, the pandemic has proved is that, you know, as a as a sector, as people, the, the creative people are, st- are the most resilient, the most yeah. flexible mm-hmm. um, people that there are. You know, 
we won't kind of we will fight to yeah. to, mm-hmm. to you you can put restrictions up but we'll still we'll still work we'll still mm-hmm. create Definitely. stuff um well i think for for people like yourself as well it's feet on the ground because you're working with people in very difficult circumstances yeah. so it makes you look at your own circumstances and say okay we, we can't perform in theater but you know we'll perform another way we'll yeah. do kind of online yeah. events we'll do podcasts and, and, and so and and that is all about resilience and it's all about innovation creation as well which exactly and i think you know it doesn't necessarily just because you're working in a different way it doesn't mean that it's a less valuable way mm-hmm. or you know and and that's that's where the challenge is now i think um I mean, don't get me wrong, to be in a massive rehearsal room, creating a big show, and that that would just yeah, be absolutely yeah, yeah, lovely, of yeah. course it would be. But in the meantime, you know, I think we've all got a, a sense of responsibility to kind of first make sure we're all still working, we're all mm, still employees, mm, because obviously yeah. that's important. Yeah. But also that we're still we're still exercising our creativity. You know, we can still we can still do this. Mm. You can't take that off us. Mm. You know. No, just find different ways to do it. Definitely, mm. and we certainly do. You certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, people wanting to find No Place Productions. Yeah. What's, what's the best place? Is it your website? Is it Facebook? Is it YouTube? Go to prison. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I've never heard that on the podcast. Um, no, it, the best place, um, we're really active on Instagram. That's our main, yeah, okay. our main platform. So that's No Place Productions. Um, our website, which is noplaceproductions.co.uk, mm-hmm. which just mm-hmm. has a brand new website um, done by adam a pixel dynamic mm-hmm. so we're very we're very proud of that mm-hmm. um and you got some of the snippets from someday soon on on that that i've seen we yeah. have yeah, yeah. so yeah. um so yeah so there's links to all of our work you can mm. you can get onto our youtube channel via there so you can still access the um someday soon virtual writing workshops yeah. they're still on on that platform um and you know they're exercises that mm we still we use when we're creating mm. work you know we never do one thing for us and one thing for other people no mm. it's always you know it's always what we what would be useful yeah, for, yeah. for us yeah. as, as people yeah. who are creating work so yes yeah, so people can do them you know knock yourself out with a cup of tea <laughs> create a character yeah <laughs> Uh, and the upcoming things are the Erasmus um, project, which you mentioned, yeah. but also Man Up, the, the, the recording of That's of Man right, Up, yeah. yeah. So you'll also be able to access that, as well as it being broadcast in prison radio, you'll be able to access that in the community as well through mm. our through a link on our website to our YouTube channel. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on, you. Rachel. No, it's been an absolute pleasure, and you've definitely opened my eyes, so I don't know mm. about anybody else, any listeners, but yeah, thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs> it's lovely to meet you, and we and we should say that poor poor Rachel is sat here. Um, she looks about fourteen months pregnant. <laughs> so you you really oh, done Howard. you really done well, mate. Well, I'm not you, far you, off. <laughs> so you know it could be any time now. Fantastic. So so let's close the podcast quick, just in case. <laughs> you did pre warn us going. If I do move back, if I <laughs> I'm not going into labour. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> well, Andrew's got uh, towels and hot water, so we're, we're, we're ready. All right. we're, we're ready. We're ready for yeah. this. But yes, thank you so much. It was an absolute it's pleasure to meet to you. Lovely to meet you. Thanks very much. No thank you. And Bob. Towers, what are you doing this week? Okay, um, this 
week is uh, preparing to go on on my holiday. Of course, um, your so holly it's bobs. kind of um, books, um, books being gathered. Because yeah, uh, because to me, holidays are, are about books. Um, so yeah, taking books and um, getting me budgie minder. <laughs> Um, ready to to deal with the budgies. Oh, what about you? What, um, are you not filming this week? Oh, I know no, you're darling, such a big I'm film star this. that normally there's something <laughs> going on. No, I'm not actually filming this week. We're filming's done for the time being. Oh, when, when's that coming out? By the way, any um, any news on that? Any news? It's probably later this year. Okay. I don't want to give okay. a month because I hate doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it won't yeah. happen anyway. It won't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, later on in this year. But, but, but I that's the gaze Zeddy. Yeah. G A Z E, just in case okay. anybody was talking about that. But yeah, um, so the week you go to Wales, the following week I go to Wales. Yes, the yeah. week after. Yeah, what are you got? Part? Is it Tenby? Tenby, yeah, okay. South yeah. Wales. So I'm excited for that. It's, is this the holiday or is this the the drinking um, time? Well, it's a bit of both. Bob. Is it's it? our Holly's birthday. Oh, is it? Holly Mark, yeah. Oh, you know brilliant. Holly. Yeah, yeah, yes, I do know Holly Mark. So, so that's guaranteed nonsense if Holly's oh, yeah. gone. Of course. But you, you've also got a hen night. Oh, yeah, that's hen. in July. Okay, sorry, in I July. can't keep up with your calendar. <laughs> it's in July. It's Sammy's, Andrew's fiance's hen do, which I'm so excited. Because yeah. I've never been on a yeah. proper hen do before. I say proper, I mean like, you know, multiple well, days. One of the things that I haven't mentioned <laughs> to Andrew, though, <laughs> is that three quarters of marriages fail. And I, I just don't know whether that's appropriate to, to say it. I don't know. Maybe because leave that bit Imagine out. you were going like to on a skydive and, and the guy says to you, oh, but you do know that three quarters of these parachutes fail, don't you? You wouldn't do it, would you? <laughs> so I, I don't know whether to mention that to him or whether I to... <laughs> I mean, too late, too late. Oh, Bob Towers, what a joy you are. What a joy you are to have on this podcast. So, yes, thank you, everyone, to listen to us. Um, if you want to follow us on Like Minded Productions, um, visit our website at likemindedproductions.co.uk. And don't forget to subscribe to Insider, which is our newsletter that goes out. Mm-hmm. How often? Occasionally, whenever Andrew can be feel like it. Anyway, (laughs) so yeah, thank you so much to listening to us, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye now. Bye. Bye.